We talked about this issue when the government decided to cancel the program, um, but the NDP has decided to make an issue of it. In 2020, owing to the fact that they didn't want to deny care that could help to contain the COVID pandemic, and also because COVID was deadly for some, the government said even if you showed up in a hospital and you didn't have a card or you weren't even insured through the provincial program, you would get treatment. That was always intended to be temporary, and in the most recent budget, it came off the table. But as mentioned, the NDP wants it back. Myrit Stiles is the leader of the NDP and the opposition and joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Now, a lot of people would say that if somebody doesn't have a provincial card, they simply should not get government paid care because we know they are going to get care. It's just that the hospital is going to have to cover it. So why should the uninsured be given the same consideration? Well, there's a lot of people that fall through the cracks, right? And so people who are, for example, homeless, who may not have an address, it's a lot harder to get an OHIP card. Uh, people who come in here as refugees, depending on which program they come in through, can also be left without documentation for a long time. And I mean, there's many other workers, temporary workers, migrant workers, etc., who also do fall through the cracks. Now, that's why this program was so important. And the fact that the government is canceling it, I mean, I just think given how little it actually costs and how much it's saved, I mean, if you do have to go to an emergency room in a hospital to get care, by the time you get there, you're going to be a lot more sick. It's going to be a lot more costly. It's just a, it's just a cruel, I think, cut uh, that's really unnecessary. Now, in some of those categories you listed, I mean, you know, some people have cited foreign students, I think, by your insurance, like everybody else. Um, when it comes to a homeless person, for example, uh, or, or refugees who haven't, you know, don't have the right paperwork, are there not programs by which we could batch process these people and make sure that they have the card rather than leaving this gaping hole in the system. I mean, I think that there's, you know, certainly we need to do better, right? There's no question. But but there's always going to be people that fall through the cracks. And this is why so many doctors are saying, including the Ontario Medical Association actually, is saying, like, do not cancel this program. In the end, it costs us very little. It'll cost us a whole lot more if we don't do it, if we don't have this program in place. And, you know, yeah, we could we could try to make those things better. We should, absolutely. But I really believe like for the amount this is co costing us in Ontario, it's going to cost us a whole lot more if we cancel it. Okay. Do we have dollar figures? Do you have them in front of you? Yeah. I think the whole program for the, the number of years we were talking about cost $5 million, which is 0.01% of the healthcare budget. And again, you know, covered about 400,000 people over the period. Now, that's probably not 400,000 people, it's 400,000, you know, patient services. So, yes. but it's a significant number. And, and, and I think, again, you know, I was everywhere I go, I have to say, you know, I'm in Niagara region, people are saying to me, you know, this is a program that matters. I'm, I was actually at a community health center the other day. And one of the workers said, you know, we, we really need this program, it's going to be felt really big time, our patients will not be able to, uh, we have limited coverage for them right now. We need this program in place. Uh, and I think when, you know, frontline healthcare workers are telling the government this is really important, including, you know, so many doctors, nurses, the government needs to sit up and listen. And the health minister seems to be indicating that she considers this to be a closed file, but obviously you folks are going to keep pushing it. Yeah, she's sort of making up this stuff about how it's all, you know, just about covering people who couldn't get out of the country during COVID. But we know that it, it really 
That's not what this program was doing. And I, I, I don't understand why she's so dug in. It's, it's a really, I mean, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but in the scope of the, the healthcare budget, it's not. And again, you know, I think when you look at how much it's going to cost us in the end, if we allow people to get more sick, to have to go to emergency rooms, it, this is the kind of care we need to provide for everyone. And I, I think at the end of the day, again, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's cruel to, to discontinue it. And it's probably not going to make the most financial sense either in the end. Our guest is Myra Stiles, the leader of the NDP at the provincial level. Let me take advantage of your presence with one more question. Uh, Doug Ford was somewhat impassioned yesterday in calling on the feds for bail reform. He says there are people at liberty who should not be at liberty. Uh, is that uh, a position you would back? Yeah, we we are, we support uh, asking the feds for to take some action in bail reform. Um, there's some stuff that could be done here by the province as well, actually. And in the debate we had yesterday in the legislature, we called on the province to take some actions as well. Um, you know, look at the end of the day, everybody is. You know, I just met with some correctional officers and uh, probation officers recently, actually, and they reminded me that at the end of the day, almost everybody, almost everybody, but a very few get out right of jail and we need to make sure that when they do get out there uh they've had the time they needed as well and, the, and uh, the programs they've needed to improve their lives and come out as better citizens and i i truly believe that's got to be a part of whatever happens uh but absolutely you know we we do support the idea that there needs to be some updating on on bail conditions for sure okay and i'm just getting a text from our newsroom i wasn't aware of this story but is the ndp taking some sort of action to protect drag story time Oh, <laughs> well, actually, what we're doing is so I don't know if you're, you're probably aware, but there's been some some pretty awful protests and stuff at drag shows um, around the province, like in in I was at one in Hamilton at a I think a, a Kelsey's or something. And there was a drag performance and there was a really uh, awful protest outside. Uh, people did not feel safe. The drag performers did not feel safe. The people attending didn't feel safe. So we are going to bring in some legislation to uh, try to provide some zone safety, just kind of like you do when, you know, to prevent um, protesters from from impeding on the business and the performance itself. It, kind of like what happens at a, at a hospital when people protest outside a hospital. We, we want to make sure people are not prevented from going in and doing their, having their performance. And, and you know, the other part of this is that a lot of small businesses really uh, do well off of the drag performance. The drag community has really, you know, become a popular thing. And, uh, and we want to make sure those small businesses um, aren't intimidated either. Good to know. Thank you very much. Good to have you. Thank you. Myron Stiles is the leader of the opposition at Queen's Park.